Good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is September 20th, 2022. Uh, you are watching Finance and Technology Insights with Brian and Eric. I am your co-host, Eric Bjorndorf. Along with me, I have my friend and esteemed colleague, Brian Williams of Northshire Consulting. How's it going, Brian? Good. Very good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. We um, just we took a week off last week because I was away at a conference um so i apologize for that i thought we were going to get it in on wednesday but the reason why we record on tuesday is because the day after a break is always kind of stacked up for me and it's tough yeah and i had to deal with a bunch of angry complaints from all the all the followers listeners watchers so i just had to beat them back for a week it's crazy it's crazy so Absence how's it going? Makes the heart grow fonder, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll probably double the views and listens this week. Yeah, yeah. So what I miss? What uh, what what was going on? Or you want me to lead in? What, uh, yeah. So you so you were away. You were at a at a conference. Let's let's lead off with that because I'm interested in that, and I've held off asking you about it so we could we could do it here. Do yeah. It so so I guess um, it was. Let me see if there if they still have a, a page up for it. That, okay. Uh, let's see. I'm doing this live. It looks like they're, they're already. Uh, oh, it's still up here. Here. Uh, so they're promoting next year, but I can bring in this. I was at um, I was at a convention called DatoCon. Um, it was DatoCon 22. They're already promoting DatoCon 23. Um, DatoCon is uh, Dato is a is a uh, leading provider of cybersecurity products. Um, they mostly backup and disaster recovery products. Um, and so Datto is a, actually an originally a, a Norwalk, Connecticut company, and they host a, you know, convention, uh, where they get, uh, their customers and future customers together. And they, uh, put together, um, a whole bunch of learning moments, uh, product educational moments, you know, everything that happens at conferences. Right. And, uh, and this was my first one. I've never attended it before. Datto bought, um, a, a software company called Autotask, which is like, um, Autotask is a practice management software for it companies. And they bought Datto bought, um, Autotask in 2000, I think 17, 18, 17, something like that. And Autotask had their own convention. So I think they, DattoCon became kind of the Autotask Datto convention over the last couple of years. And then just a couple months ago, a huge uh, company called Kaseya uh, just bought Datto. So that was, that was the big news, um, and big, uh, kind of theme. Although Kaseya, the Kaseya brand was not really mentioned too much there. Yeah. Uh, Uh, How do you spell that? That's Kaseya, uh, K-A-S, K-A-S-E-Y-A, Kaseya. Um, there's Kaseya. So Kaseya is just this, this growing behemoth of, um, products. Mm-hmm. That um, that uh, MSPs and IT companies like mine use to perform our services, from business management to security products to backup products. And of course, their pro- their acquisition of Datto gives them um, the leading 
uh, solution provider for backup and disaster recovery. So yeah, it was good. For, it was, um, you know, it was good to, let me bring us tight here again. It was good to be back networking, which mm-hmm. effectively I have not done in-person networking in years, probably, you know, probably a couple of years, I'd say three years. Um, so that was good to get back. It was good to get to travel, traveling. I, last conference I went to was in Phoenix in, I want to say 2018 or 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my first time to Phoenix and I got trapped in an out in a, in a snowstorm coming in. Yeah. And I think I, we were going, uh, I don't know if it was via Atlanta or sh- Chicago. I forgot which airport it was, but I, I got we we uh, we got stuck in the connector, and I had to sleep in the uh, airport, and it was it was a nightmare. So uh, fortunately, I didn't have this. I uh, this conference was in D.C., so that was a direct flight from Hartford to to Reagan. I flew right into Reagan and then took the uh, train right into right right into D.C. proper. So. It was, it was fun. So what are your thoughts on a conference that's being uh, sponsored by a, a single single entity like that versus something that's more of like an industry conference? Does that, because um, I have my feelings, which I'll probably get to after, like in our investment world, I'm kind of curious what yours are. In I mean, world. yeah, good question. And and so one of the reasons why I, I didn't go to these conferences years and years ago is because it felt way too self-serving for me. So obviously Datto or any company putting on a conference has like top billing when it comes to promotion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as they should. I mean, the, they're, they're, they're managing the effort, they're outlaying the, the money. If a conference is done well, there is enough value in the conference to, to go to the conference, even though it's hosted by a company that clearly wants to sell you products. Um, you know, Datto, for example, I think is a is a highly beloved uh, company. Um, so, you know, the people who are really selling their their products, uh, you know, Datto had um, kind of product boot camps. So, you know, it could be a, a really positive experience for companies to send their employees to go to these boot camps to learn learn more about the products that they sell. Uh, learn more about the, you know the integrations and the configuration. So, it can really be productive. Um, I think Datto really kind of struck a good balance between, um, you know, self-promotion and support of their products and uh, bringing additional value from other vendors. I mean, make no mistake, these kind of conferences, and, I, and I've been to a number of, and I was, I've been an exhibitor at um, some conferences in our vertical space, um, like the legal uh, conferences and things. Um, it is, it is nothing but a, shooting gallery for sales i mean it's just a huge sales machine but again there is value in seeing what kind of vendors and and service providers are operating in your space that can bring more capital and utility to running your business there is value in networking there is value in going to these boot camps and, and side seminars to learn more about the tools that you may be selling or the tools you may be using what do you think? Yeah, I for the product specific ones and in, in our industry, it's a little bit tough. So I guess maybe there's more of like three categories. So you might have like a product specific uh, seminar or uh, or conference, and then you might have 
the ones that are specific to a company, like the company that you'd work for, like a, a larger aggregation firm or one of these chain branch, those things I find a little bit creepy with their rah-rah sessions. And they, they do like the big wide angle shot of all the employees and everybody's so happy. Those things are like, they're a little bit cult-like. There's no, I mean, obviously I'm not part of one of those organizations anyway. So those I find super creepy. Um, but the, the industry conference ones, you're right. They are obviously sales. Uh, people are going there to sell and, and buy the booths and whatever. But we we need products. We need services, right? So so we you might as well go there. And, yeah, yeah. You need to get that. You need to talk to the people. And especially now, I know I look at some of these conferences and I, I see on LinkedIn people that are there. It's like, man, I would have gone just to like have a face to face with these people, you know, just to kind of see what they look like overall. So um, did that factor in? Did, were you able to talk to some people that maybe you haven't met in person before? I was really hoping to meet some. So I've been participating in my peer space uh, probably for the last two years heavily. I was in some peer groups maybe about five years ago, which was great. Met some met some relationships um, or made some re relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in the last two years, I've really been participating heavily in my peer group. And I was hoping to meet some more people closer to product development on some of the products that mm -hmm. we use. Um, uh, but, you know, um, that didn't, you know, that didn't happen as I wanted to, to happen, but that's okay. I mean, it was still, I did meet some other people that operating that are operating in the space. Um, so all in all, it was a pretty positive experience. Um, before before we move on, I wanted I, I just want to mention who our keynote speakers were. Yeah, um, we they had Mark Rober, and if you've if you've been on the internet or YouTube in the last uh, year or more, you <laughs> might know Mark Rober. Even if you've been if you, if you watch only mainstream TV, Mark Rober is friends with, or he became a favorite or friend of Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, late night TV, has had Mark Rober on his show doing science experiments and things like that. Basically, Mark Rober is a um, a former NASA engineer, an Apple engineer turned YouTuber, and he does a, a bunch of feel good videos on YouTube uh, with all things engineering. Um, Gary V was their second keynote speaker, who I feel like I have I was aware of kind of on the periphery, but he's not somebody that I, I've, I've subscribed to or follow uh, closely. Um, but he was pretty interesting. He was very inspirational. It's really funny. He, he um, you know, we had, it was like 3,000 people or 2,000 people in, in, in the hall um, during the keynote speeches. You know, Kaseya's CEO came out and he was in a really crisp, uh, you know, European styled suit and shoes. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, talking about his uh, multi-billion dollar uh, company and their acquisition of data and all that stuff. And it was very clean and polished. And all the all the other organizers and people from Dado and Kaseya were very clean and polished. And then Mark Rober came out, who is like Mr. Dude, dude, everything. And like the, the, the tone of his voice is like, you know, he just he, you feel like he's got a surfboard behind uh, the curtain just waiting for him when, to get off stage. Um, and, you know, he's like a dude, bro. And then Gary V came out and, and apparently he's very, you know, he's from Jersey, he's very 
tri-state-esque you know very jersey new york-esque um, in the best way possible <laughs> yeah very, yeah exactly it's not i'm not knocking anybody it's just it's just so you know basically rober was like west coast yep and, and gary v was east coast and it only took like a couple minutes before he dropped his first f-bomb and then by by the end of the hour of time that he was on stage it was it was like the, you could tell the first f-bomb like everybody was like appreciated you know it's like mm. oh wow this guy's really cutting you know cutting to the <laughs> bone like he's really making he's making his point you know and yeah. then by the end of the thing it was like it was just like every other word was f you know yeah. i mean it, it was it was so funny um but both of the both of the you know mark spoke about how to be an influencer uh which was i thought you know valuable information to and it wasn't it, you know it was like how to be an influencer and he says this is how i because this is how i leverage the model of being an influencer you know mm -hmm. through social media and and um, youtube sales and things like that but he was really adapting this and saying like being an influencer helps as being a business leader a business operator mm -hmm. you know because you want to influence you want to you know, we're always trying to help people understand that we are our subject matter experts and that we're they're safe with us and you know and and so he was just speaking to that so, gary so v, let me ask let me yeah. ask you there and i guess probably gary had had probably a similar he's probably had a pretty similar jersey journey so i had a similar message how does that concept of being an influencer go over with the with the dado crowd or the crowd that's coming there um there's, there's a lot of people in the audience seeking to become influencers or no, or no. and Gary V was so funny about it. they both kind of covered that um, Gary V leaned in heavily into what channels to use for marketing and he mm -hmm. was he he would not stop talking about LinkedIn um, mm -hmm. he says that LinkedIn could be the single channel one could use right now to um, promote their business and and um, you know double triple their business and you know a year or two or something um but the way gary v articulated it was you know he gave he gave some stats and you know no he responded and said like nobody here is gonna go home and start doing youtube videos or youtube videos or linkedin videos and um and he said all the re you know all the reasons the ego you know he mentioned some people don't you know some people really um uh take pride in not having a Facebook account. You know, mm -hmm. some people, you know, all oh, that social media stuff, that's not for me, you know, like as if they're above it, they're getting, they've made it this far in life. They, they don't need that stuff, you know? Um, and Gary V just torched those people, just torched <laughs> them. Um, you know, he's like, if you, yeah, if you're doing a hundred mil or 50 mil a year, like good on you, keep going. You know what I mean? But you're not. And he was like, he would like speak like that. You're not doing 50 million a year. You, right. you know what I mean? And, and, and you wouldn't be there watching him if you were. And right? that's what he was saying. Like yeah. he was leaning into that. And it was, so he was like, he was cutting to the bone and had this abrasiveness to him, mm -hmm. but he also had this like humanity to him, this empathy it says, I'm here to try to save you from yourself. You know, I'm trying to hear, mm -hmm. I'm here to try to empower you. Um, and then he, he spoke of his successes and, and things like that and he's and he, he tried to draw the connection at like how, you know just just go home and and make you know a two-minute video talking about something you know about for uh on on linkedin once or twice a day and um and that that's really all you have to do so i don't know i'm, I'm off the off the rails here no but... this is good i wanted to touch on this and this will help our seo too because we'll tag them both <laughs> right <laughs> 
No, right. but that's interesting. I mean, from from a Gary V perspective, and we talked a little bit about this kind of offline as, as you came back. I I did not. I'm not a big fan generally of that. I mean, the the language stuff doesn't like bother me. You know, I'm not like morally opposed to it or whatever. But um, it did originally me watching him like was kind of turned off by him. But the more I see him and the more I've I've seen some sort of behind the scenes or more candid stuff. Um, and I, I don't know if you've ever seen the underrated, overrated things that he does. I get a kick out of those. Those are kind of funny. So um, I've actually become a pretty big Gary V fan over time. And you can't, I mean, you can't go on any platform without seeing him somewhere, somebody referencing him. Um, but yeah, anyway. I feel like I've seen him once or twice in passing, but I didn't, it, it, you know, he never entered my sphere mm-hmm. of media stream, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, I don't he's... have much experience with him, but I think I kind of got to, it took me, it only took me an hour of his, of his keynote to catch up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you too, like, I'm not, I'm no stranger to a four letter word. I think mm-hmm. it's four letter word, you know, we're, you know, we live in a time where like, you know, you, you, you can use a four letter work word in the workspace and, you know, it's, it, it, it's accepted and even helps deliver a point from time to time. I got to tell you, like I was kind of exhausted at the end of his his mm-hmm. his hour um, of the colorful language um, because I just think it could. I think I think he had a really powerful. I think he had powerful messaging and I think powerful you know powerful things to say. Um, and uh, I just feel like maybe some of that could have been lost. Of course, he doesn't give a shit because he's a billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, there's a little four. There's a. That's yeah, that's four letters there for you. Yeah, um, trying to make a point. So yeah, uh, you know, traveling back to traveling, back to networking. Um, that's that's what's happening with yeah. me. Is it a conference you'd go back to? Is it an annual thing, or maybe yeah, once every three or it, four years? It's an. I'll just bring this up one more time. It's an annual yeah. thing. It's an annual thing. There are you know. They I mean, for from, you, for you, are you going to put it in your rotation for? Yeah. So, so I think so. I think so. The next one's in Miami in October. Um, my my poor wife has to hear me say this a lot. I'm not a big traveler in the fall. Like I don't. I don't feel the need to get out of town in October and November, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, apple picking season and then Thanksgiving and, you know, so like October, November, December, I kind of like sticking around. Um, I wish these, these things were in February, you know, Mm -hmm. March, you know, I'd love, I'd love to be in Miami and, and, in February for a conference. Yeah. Some of them are right. I mean, they're, they're spread out throughout the year. I mean, there are there there are there's another conference that happened for the it's the Connecticut Legal Association or Connecticut Bar Legal Annual Conference. Uh, I used to be an exhibitor there from time to time. You know, they th- that one happens on the last day of school for us. You know, wow. so it's like I, I'm not going to it's such a hard, you know, this, this, this conference that I just was at, uh, the last day was on my wife's birthday. And it was like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's difficult to some of these, when you prioritize family first and you have these, these things, especially when you've been working remotely for the past mm-hmm. five years, you know, it's, um, so I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Am I going to go again? I think I probably will go to this again, uh, uh next, next year in October in Miami. I do. I'm, I have, uh, my eyes out open for some other uh, conferences to see see what's going on there, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, 
I just I'm all over this conference thing, so I want to keep going with it. But uh, yeah, so well, we, well, tell me about you. What um, like you know, when was what was your last conference? My I, last conference was a uh, I went to a so this one was actually sort of product specific. So it was a it was a mutual fund family ETF family, but they were. I don't know, I'm getting nerdy here, but kind of an aggregator of sub advisors. I don't know how else to really aggregator say that, of sub advisors. That's yes, the sexiest thing I've ever heard anybody say. I know it was a really bad one, but that's so. So instead of being just we're ABC mutual funds and we have these three ABC mutual funds, they were ABC mutual fund group, and we have this group in Japan that focuses on Japanese technology, or we have this group in Boston that focuses on you know small cap financials or something like that. You know, so they aggregated a bunch of different strategies so they would be looking for they would be acquirers of some of these boutique asset managers or whatever so when you go to one of these things you don't feel like you're in the in the funnel of abc financial and all their funds this was you know you're, you're bouncing around and and a lot of times you will get conflicted um positions which is obviously what you want you know you you're going to this one and they're saying you know big cap tech is the way to go and then your next session is they're saying, you know, small cap value banks are the way to go, you know? So, um, so that was the last one that I went to that was, uh, pre pandemic. And, uh, um, was it, is it world it, famous or semi-famous or no, it was, hyper regional or what? So it was in Chicago. I would say it was, it was regional, you know, met some, you know, at those things, some of the best conversations you have are at lunch or at dinner or whatever. Right. Um, so, um, but it was just, yeah, it was just good to get out of town. I don't actually remember. I think that was a fall conference. Um, but, uh, should I, can, should I pull it up? Is it, is it, does it, have you know, I don't even remember what it, I don't even remember what it was called and it was, it might actually been like kind of invite only, I think. So it oh, wasn't okay. one that, um, and not that I was some kind of elite thing or whatever, but they were focused on a certain niche and maybe there was a couple hundred people there or something. So we're all. You know, in the same. Is there problem. a is there an industry uh, behemoth or a vendor? There's, there's a few. Um, so there there's one called Wealth at Work coming up, uh, and I've had a bunch of LinkedIn folks messaging me like, oh, "Are you going to be at Wealth at Work?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going to be poor at home." That's been my my oh, lame right. uh, punny comeback for those. But there's a few. I mean, they just went through a um, a non qualified deferred deferred cop conference, which which is kind of funny to say that. But there's there's a few of those. Um, there was also just a. Uh, is this it the, here that I have open? Let's see here. Uh, wealth at work. Yep. Helping employees achieve financial freedom. So this is this is a conference for your target audience, right? Uh, it's it's more advisor focused. Yeah, it's not necessarily for. Um, would you be an exhibitor at this, or would you no. be an attendee? No, I'd be an attendee. Yeah. Okay. So what's the agenda? What's so on the agenda? This used to be called, uh, it changed names. It used to be, I believe the Excel 401k conference, but, uh, but they've changed that. So looking at the speakers, um, so, oh, that's a lot of speakers. Uh, I was just on the, I think on the homepage, but, uh, but Jake, I know very well. He's, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, Sherry, I know a little bit, all these people I've at least had some sort of interaction with them at some point but um any of these on your any have have you had them on your show on your 401k uh, and beyond actually yeah jake and i uh we did a fun session i should actually reach out to him again but what we did is uh we pulled up a 5500 which is a tax filing for a for a 401k and we just went through and like 
kind of ripped it apart about like what was good or bad about their plan. Because once you get over 100 employees, there's a lot of public information on your plan. So we kind of um, we went through that uh, and that was kind of fun. But nice. um, look at all these all these professionals have LinkedIn profiles. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Have you have you ever seen so many people have a LinkedIn profile? Well, I would think almost everybody would have something at this point. I, I, we were, well, I don't want to detract, but yeah, not everybody has one still. It's surprising, which yeah. I guess Gary, but, but case in point with Gary V, right? I mean, yeah, you should, LinkedIn is where you should be. So this look at all is... these lovely professionals ready to talk about, wow, these are a lot of speakers. Holy moly. Yeah. You got to listen um, to all these people over a three day period. Yeah. Gosh, that'd be exhausting. And then here's your agenda, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That that was mine, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 1 o'clock. Retirement plans for small business. Uh, the salon private room. So, they, okay, these are breakout rooms, networking, promote. The hive. So that's cool. Yeah, it looks like a pretty good. I'll try to put that on my session for for next year it's just uh so you will I, you will attend this next year you I, think? i'd like to yeah i mean i'm just looking through uh, actually down in the speaker section uh john ruth i did have have him on so he's from build asset management i had him on to talk about his funds um, yeah he's uh he's towards the bottom second row up from the bottom um, Craig Rosenthal, I know, I know pretty well. So John Sullivan, he's the editor in chief of uh, foreign K specialist and they're the, the media partner for this. So, um, so that was another question I had for you. Was there anybody, did you see people with a bunch of uh, phones open recording videos and selfie sticks? Was there anything like that? And was there anything more formal so, was there, was there uh <laughs> you're laughing but and and then also was there like another side desk of something more more formal did you see anybody setting up shop for content so they had they had an app for the convention um they had an app for the convention and there was a social component to it but it didn't do well to it didn't do well to like if somebody posted something, like you didn't get an alert on the app to say, "Hey, come look at this." So as like the as people were contributing, like if you posted something, it would just get buried quickly. You know, if somebody liked your post, you wouldn't get a you wouldn't you wouldn't get an alert that said, you know, somebody liked your post. So the social component within the app was not really great. So I took to <laughs> I took to Facebook, and they had a Facebook group called DatoCon Twenty Two. Oh. And I, I feel like I was the biggest contributor to, to, to this, to this group. Not the only one by, by far, but, um, let me just do, let me just do a scroll. Let me see like when the first, first contribution I make may, may show up. So it was uh key where the keynotes recorded. This guy said, here's some people posting. Oh, Shaq was so at the after yes. party at, uh, on, um, Tuesday night was hosted by Shaq. I flew out Tuesday night. So I, I didn't get to see him and I, I didn't get to stick around, but, um, I did see the pictures that Shaq was there. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, I'll probably make a liar out of me. Yeah. The booze there was crazy. Like I, I didn't drink of course while I was there, but, but like there's alcohol everywhere. Um, oh, so, so here's my first, my first contribution, right? Um, one thing that happened was there were a ton of vendors there, or exhibitors there, and one of the most common pieces of swag there, or shag, swag, 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 um, 
swag swag yes w-a-g i believe yep um swag was were free were like free socks so mm. i had like a ton i was collecting like a ton of free socks and i was just like i guess i was just floored by how many pairs of socks were offered oh floored i see what you did there yeah oh yeah 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 um so i started calling it sock con 2022 was my hashtag um which i don't think anybody appreciated there but look, this is my post here. Just a couple more posts down. And this mm. was this was early too. Like this is this doesn't. Re- I think there was like four times as many pairs of socks. I think I gathered. But but look, look at this. If the vendors can bring underwear next year, I won't have to pack. Is is what my post was. And this got the most likes at forty six and counting. <laughs> hey, there you go. So I thought that was I thought that was funny. Yeah. So, uh, so that hashtag is, is that something you've seen or people keeping that going? Like, for no, no, or so, or no, but this is my, I guess this is my point, right? So I, look, there's another post that I made. Um, one of the, one of the, um, speakers was from the FBI. He, this, this gentleman here, um, is the head of the cybersecurity division for the FBI. Hmm. And I was trolling them during. This was me taking pictures from the from the exhibit from the conference um, hall. And this guy's got Batman socks, so he's this he's he's the um, I forgot who is he's he's the chief information officer with Datto, and he's got uh, Batman socks. Mm. And this guy only has black or blue regular socks. And so I po- I took a picture and said, I hope Jason lets Brian know he can get a proper pair of socks in the exhibit hall. And I, I didn't get much love. So the <laughs> point is like not a lot of people taking there's another one for me. Um trolling them a little bit. So, you know, there's hey, some you're, lo- you're putting out content. I mean, it's internal to the to the group, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to I was trying to get the social going. Um, but it was a little it was a little light. There's another one here. Oh, yeah. this is this is funny. So um Fred Vicola, uh, this is the CEO of uh, Kaseya. Early, I think this was uh, Sunday night or Monday. Um, he was doing. He he launched, you know, with his keynote. And I couldn't tell if this is a software feature or just for the conference. But he introduced um, Cooper, the Kaseya mascot, and he says oh. that he was going to be uh, AI driven and goal based to offer, uh, you know, insights and um support for i don't know the users or whatever i don't know if this is a software function i couldn't ascertain whether this was a software thing or or if this was just for the conference but i couldn't help but look at my look at my post here do you see that no my my post says it looks like you're trying to run an msp would you like some help with that (laughs) (laughs) Do, do you know what i'm invoking there no tell me do you remember clippy Oh Clip, yeah. Do you remember sure. Clippy from um yeah. Yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft Microsoft Clippy? We're going really off the rails here. Let me do it. Let me see if there's a video here. Uh, Life of Clippy. I don't know. This still I, makes his way around a little bit, Clippy does. I'm saying he, I don't know. I don't know. Right. He, he, he it may be a it may be a they. He may he, he may be non binary. I don't know. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I, I was hoping for I was hoping for a quick classic clippy YouTube clippy clip. There you go, thirty eight. Oh, there's Clippy. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, or her? Sure. Or they? Yeah. 
Someone, hey, I hear he's typing. There on to the help. I'm not sharing my audio, so you don't hear this. But there's typing. Somebody's working on a, on a keyboard right now. Yeah. Ah, oh, look at that. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, a virtual AI assistant, maybe a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah. Clippy, uh, Clippy was just ahead of its time. It could have morphed into Siri or, or something later on. Alexa. Right. Clippy. Right. So yeah. That's uh, yeah. So this shows all about the the show of the conference. Yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, but so there wasn't a big like stage where somebody was was broadcasting live from, you know, Datocon. They had a like pretty that. they had a pretty significant production team. That at one point they showed the back of the stage uh, on the screens, and there was a there was a like a substantial production team running. It was pretty impressive, actually. The money that they spent on it was was pretty big. And so where do you think they got most of the the payback from? Is it is it you paying to attend, the vendors paying to attend, or they think they're gonna sell a lot of product off it? I got I have to imagine so they had they had two I think they had two thousand like eight hundred exhibitors or um attendees and I think we paid about um I think we paid about four hundred dollars as as an attendee. So simple math. No, did I? I didn't do that right. Two thousand eight hundred attendees times four hundred dollars. Wow! Look at that one point one million in attendees fees. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And then I, I would guess that they had about, I would guess that they probably had about 40 exhibitors. And mm. at one point, somebody said the ex, the exhibition costs like ten or $20,000. So wow. what did I say? Four, 40 exhibitors times, let's we'll just say $20,000. So there's almost another mill. Okay. So two... 2 million on exhibitors and attendees. And I'm just wondering, you know, they get, I mean, what's Gary V and, and Robert that you think they get paid on a, I don't know. A, I would, I would guess it. Jeez. I don't know. hundred grand. That feels a little bit high. I was initially going to go there, but then I've, I've actually researched like getting speakers to come to stuff. I would guess maybe 25, 30. You can probably I, look it up. I mean, Gary V is all about price transparency. So right, right. Probably look, out there. Gary V speaking fee. I mean, and that's probably plus. Um, the estimated speaking fee range to book Gary V for your event is hundred to $200,000, according okay. to allamericanspeakers.com. I mean, whether that's, whether that's, uh, you know, real, realistic or not that's i would guess over 100k for the two of those guys yeah i mean that probably includes you know maybe his room board travel all that kind of stuff too um i don't know right. if they're like rock stars where they demand a specific number of oreo packages at a certain temperature at a certain hour and right things like that but they probably well, do plus you had a you had like a several hundred thousand square foot conference center yeah uh allocated for three days that that must have been i gotta imagine that was a half a mil or more i mean yeah. that, 
just was your that. room included and your fee no no travel and room for us not included so and then there was some food although the food was inconsequential you know Shaq was djing what do you think Shaq gets for a dj spy he's i don't oh, think he, i don't think Shaq's getting 100 100k i don't know maybe did he, did he do any like uh meet and greets or anything after i don't i don't think so i don't i don't think so but i i don't know so i don't know i don't know if they if the fees the fees definitely offset the cost but i'm sure it was a loss leader you know sales sales machine for them so yeah i was looking up uh i was looking up so there's uh you probably know about this but i didn't this is msp success magazine um but they did some they did some content some streaming stuff they did that looks like uh, robin robin's branding msp success magazine yeah and then uh so they did some live from datocon uh oh, did not, they? Not, a, not a whole lot of views or hits here but um uh, yeah i'll definitely have to check that out later i'm just curious you know it looks like they at least had some sort of basic table there with some magazines laid out on front so that doesn't funny. cost too much to spin something like that up these days. Right, right. They're probably doing that right from the booth. Yeah. That's funny. So anyways, enough about that. That's conferences. Yep. Um, I want to know what's going on. Uh, well, let's talk personal. What's going on with uh, you, Luke, and Lauren? Anything oh, going on? Oh, so we, uh, you know, we're, we're a couple weeks into back in, back to school. We decided on karate as, uh, oh. as Luke's activity. So he's... He did some swimming when he was when he was baby baby at the Y, um, but he's he hasn't done anything like that as far as any kind of organized sports or any sort of regular activity like that. So um, we were in agreement that we wanted him to do something that was um, that was not not necessarily like sport specific, you know, like four year old soccer is like to me, it's just kind of a waste or standing around most of the time or something. So so we had talked about karate or something like gymnastics or even back to swimming again or something like that. That was because you can go from that to anything else. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. if you're you know, if you do gymnastics from age four to ten and then you decide you want to play baseball, you can probably pick that up as well as somebody who's been playing baseball for five years, in my sure. opinion. Um, so we wanted to, start, you know, karate strength, focus, discipline, flexibility, all that kind of stuff. So um, yep. there's a place that's kind of on the way home from from his daycare that got pretty good reviews. Um, and that guy does a good job locally. He goes to he goes to different events and stuff and does some demonstrations and whatever. So he's putting himself out there and uh, Luke seems to like it. He's about three classes in. He's got the, he's got the robe. He's got the, you know, he's got his, his belt. Yeah. He's into it. So he's, it's the class is like four to six year olds and it's just kind of a rolling class, I believe. So it's, you just kind of start whenever and then age out of it whenever. So, yeah. So you've got, you know, some new kids coming in every so often. Uh, it's a decent sized class. Maybe, uh, peak is maybe like 20 kids, 25 kids or something like that. So, um, you know, obviously he's at the newer end of that, but it's, but it's fun. It's fun. He's, yeah, a, that is fun. he's very much like a, a thinker and a looker and an observer and, and that kind of stuff, which in a lot of ways is good with karate with that sort of quick loud is very much different than what he's been exposed to. Um, and very much different than what he's used to, because by the time he hears it, thinks about it, 
and I, I could just, I can see it in his eyes, the way his brain works, uh, good or bad. Um, so he's like, why am I doing this? What's the perfect way to do? But, you know, he's analyzing it and they're on to the next pose. They're on to the next whatever. But uh, so this will be good for him. This will, you know, kind of shock his brain a little bit by going to the other side. Um, so, and so we're excited about that. Um, and, and you said that you were on a dog sitting uh, chore. Uh, we did, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And I jokingly put something on LinkedIn. It's like, yeah, anybody will trust you with their money. That's the easy part. Did but, you, did you post that? Yeah. I said something to the effect of, you know, anybody will, any client will trust you with their money. That's the easy part, but to let them watch your dog, that's a whole other level of, of trust and responsibility, which is, which isn't that far from, from the truth. So it's like, ah, here's your, you know, here's a check for a million dollars, but, oh, be careful with my dog this weekend here, you know, here's, you know, so, um, so that was, that was kind of fun. Um, it's a client where I had gone ah, there to, it is. I, I missed that. Why did I miss that? I don't know. It's a weekend post. So I try to do something. If I'm doing a personal or something family, I'll usually throw that out on the weekend. That's sort of my, my cadence for that. But Client so this is trusting was, to manage, manage money is easy. Trusting to watch your dog is a whole nother level. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they, uh, so that was a picture I had taken uh, when I was at their house doing, doing some forms at their, at their kitchen table. And he was my buddy that day. So, um, but he was a good size for, for Luke. Luke's been around dogs. Luke likes dogs, but we, we haven't had a dog. So this was a good little trial no overnight they dropped him off about 10 in the morning picked him up about six so we got to do some walks we got to you know let him in the house we got to you know throw the tennis ball around the yard so so it was a good little bit of trial for for luke i think we'll probably end up getting a dog maybe in a couple years or so maybe when he's like six or seven that's kind of the the target i guess um so good yeah so that was good because there was a point when you know, we, we were taking, uh, Toby, taking Toby for a walk and, you know, Luke kind of didn't want to go. And we were like, Hey, this is the deal, man. If you, you get a dog, you gotta, you gotta walk him. Like it's not, it's not an option, you know? So, yeah. My, um, my father, I don't know if you knew this, he lives with us in our in-law suite and he, he is now the, the, uh, manager of our, of the girl's bunny. The girl's mm -hmm. got a bunny. My wife got the girls, a, a bunny, uh, I think a year or so ago. And, uh, my dad is, you know, my dad's a former Marine, you know, so retired Marine or, or not retired Marine, former Marine. And, uh, kind of, he runs a real kind of tight ship <laughs> and when he sees the, you know, the five-year-old and nine-year-old, like not tending to their, their chore the first thing in the morning and, you know, in the afternoon. And so we all look on the back and there's Poppy in, in the backyard, just cleaning, <laughs> clean, cleaning, yeah. cleaning a rabbit hu a hutch, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I yeah I'd say I'd say we did a, a pretty good job with that, but it didn't it didn't leave my wife wanting like pushing for a dog like we need one now. It's sometimes you, um, but um, and she I think she'd like something a little bit bigger than than Toby. But for Luke and you know his size and being a four year old and, and something big that's gonna knock him over and whatever. But um, but yeah, we had a good time with that. So good. Uh, yeah. So what's going on in your world for Eric? Um, yesterday. So we're, we're, my girls are in soccer and yesterday my, my oldest just started what's called travel soccer, mm -hmm. um, which is a little more competitive, a little more busy than your, um, town rec league. And we're struggling a little bit, I think with, so my wife registered my oldest one. So she was dealing with the kind of team communications and planning and things. 
and um, practices kept getting scheduled, uh, canceled and pushed and changed. And um, that was for the first few weeks. And and I just kind of like paid attention uh, yesterday where we were just kind of getting ready for bed. And she said, oh, here, here's the coach again. Coach just canceled, um, canceled practice for tomorrow. And this was, I think, yesterday for no, the day before for yesterday. And, uh, you know, it just kind of lit me up a little bit because we're, she's not, you know, we're spending good money for this travel league and, um, I've never coached a team before, but I, you know, feel like I want, been wanting to do it, but I don't want to overstep, you know what I mean? Um, I, you know, I'm not a former D3, uh, you know, division champion or whatever. And I never, you know, I never went up to the leagues, but I'm, I'm pretty athletic and I'm pretty sporting. So I feel like I could help a fourth grade, a bunch of fourth graders with, you know, with their fundamental soccer. So, I emailed this, the coach and I said, listen, you know, the parents want to get the girls on the field. They need to be on the field. We, they lost their game on Sunday, uh, three nil. So, um, I said, why don't three you know, nil. Let's listen to you three nil. Yeah. Three nil. Three nil, yeah. So, uh, I emailed the coach and I was like, listen, like I'll run, I'll run the squad and just practice some fundamentals if, if you let me. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he emailed the, the, the group and said, you know, some parents are going to run, um, practice. Mm. So I ran, I, I coached my, my, my first, uh, little league, um, <laughs> game or not game, I guess, um, practice. Yeah. And it was fun. So Good. that. That's what's going on with me uh, personally. Your daughter like that or not like that? Did my daughter like that? I think she likes it. I tend to vol- volunteer for everything. I'm mm. I'm one of those parents, and she I think they like it still. Although I think she's she may be starting to like it less. Mm. Um, but I also know how to conduct myself around her now. So the older one is really as long as I don't be too me, you know. <laughs> if, as long as I'm not too me um to her in front of her she, she doesn't want hugs and kisses and direct interaction so she wants yeah. to be treated like a peer when she's out there so that's kind of what i did for mm-hmm. her yeah they asked for uh and luke's so he went once at a, at a trial and then i took him back for his first like official class and they asked for parent volunteers so I, and at that point luke was kind of struggling a little bit so i like you know ripped off my shoes and, and ran out there quick he just happened to be his turn and like the front of that line and uh so that was good i think that made him a little more comfortable but then i'm like oh this is kind of weird now i'm like around other people's kids too because luke did his thing and it was this thing where we had to like hold him by the bell and they were crawling and we're supposed to like you know apply a little resistance or whatever and then it's, it's weird doing it like with other kids but um but yeah it was fun cool all right, let's. Uh, we've got about fifteen minutes left. Uh, let, you want to talk business real quick, sure. and then we'll we'll call it out. So let's see what's going on with Northshire Consulting. Five minute rapid round. Go. I know. Yeah, I, w- I won't take too long. Uh, we did. Uh, yeah, this this week has actually been fun. We've been going in and and making some trades. You know, I'm not an active trader or, or anything like that, but we've been, uh, the, the fixed income market, the bond market, the cash market. I mean, anybody who's held any money kind of on the sidelines, so to speak, it's, it's been at zero or close to zero for a long time now. And now rates are starting to pick back up and people are, you know, a little bit of the bank shopping a little bit like, Oh, this bank is giving me a little bit higher interest rate and playing that game. And, uh, 
you know, some of the short term treasuries and stuff. I mean, you're getting even a year out, you're getting close to close to 3% on some of that stuff. And uh, so that's kind of exciting, I guess, to, to me, it is at least. So I know a lot of advisors will just go and, and buy some bond funds, they won't really get in the weeds as much as I do. So to be able to go in there and research some individual bonds and do that kind of stuff is is kind of fun so um been back in there doing that a little bit um now are you doing that for your own investments or is that for your client investment for clients yeah okay. yeah so clients clients always always come first on their on their trades and and all that kind of stuff so right. um and i don't i don't I'm not too active with my own stuff anyway. So, um, but this is just, you know, reallocating and, and doing some rebalancing and had some new money that, that came in. So some uh, positions that got transferred over and sort of cleaning that up and streamlining that. So, so that's been kind of fun because that, I feel like that's a little bit of a competitive advantage for me because a lot of the, a lot of the bigger firms will either outsource that to another firm or it's, you know, handled in a central office or they're kind of detached. Um, a lot of our business has, you know, the quote advisors, as I make the, the air quotes there, are just really front end salesmen for home office that's that's going in there in the trenches and actually doing the research and the trading. So I feel like those are a couple strengths for me. And it's a way to um, not only add value to the situation, but save some money on fees by doing that, uh, by doing that myself rather than, than outsourcing it. So that's been sort of fun for me to get back into that a little bit. Um, cool. Monitoring the uh, state sponsored retirement plan program. Uh, I guess that's that's one thing that was kind of new. We did an event uh, locally in, in Newington at the library that was sponsored by the library, the Newington Chamber and, uh, and myself. So um, the attendance was okay. We're trying to figure out how to make it a little bit better for next time around. And you know, as well as I do, I mean, some of those events, I mean, it's, it's hit or miss. And honestly, our, our industry does not have a great reputation with that kind of stuff. People don't want to show up because they feel like they're going to be pitched something. And, um, right. And my, my presentation is going to be the exact opposite of that. Right. So we actually had somebody at the end, they're like, okay, well, this is nice that you've explained everything to this, but we're assuming that this is something you can do also. You can help us with this because I hadn't put anything about me or my business or anything that I can do. So I'm like the exact opposite. You got to at that. least allocate one minute to say, and if you need help with any of this. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can help you. Um, so we did, we did talk about that, but, um, did you do any marketing on, on the, on the, on the thing? Did you, well, we did that. So that was part of the, the partnership. So it was the library. So they had, they have a, a monitor, like as you walk in that scrolls through all their events, I had an image up there and it was going out on the library newsletters and the chamber newsletters, uh, you know, chamber group stuff. And then I had marketed it around. Okay, um, good. So you got the word out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did a good job. I think one of the mistakes we made is that we just folk, we, we said it was like attention, small business owners or something like that. So you're excluding 95% of the population already. So we, we could have made it a little bit more inclusive by, because there really is a message there to employees that says, Hey, you have kind of an opportunity here to take a leadership role. If your company doesn't have a plan, you could, you know, go back and, you know, kiss up to your boss a little bit and be like, Hey, we got to do this thing coming up. And I went to this thing and did the research and whatever. So, um, so I guess that, so to do an in-person event was, was sort of fun. So, 
um, I guess those are probably two of the biggest developments in, in the last couple of weeks. Good, uh, good. See, see what's going on. Yeah, so uh, in the similar vein, I am I w- I've been doing uh, you know a lot of new a lot of new marketing. Um, you know, in 17 years of doing business, we really never had a marketing team or a marketing function. So that we've been building that out for the last year or more, give or take or less. Um, we started our first outbound marketing campaigns uh, a couple two weeks ago. Our, on our first marketing campaign that we sent, we got two deals within 10 minutes. Mm. And I was like, I can't believe that that's, that's how easy that was. So, so where, what was that list? Where were the origins of that? Of the, of the, yeah. Of who the, did you send it to? Oh, um, you know, so over 17 years of doing business, you, you, you collect names and you have, you build, you build a database at some point. So, um, it was just our existing lead database, if you will, not non-customers, leads, prospects, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, one of the other things I'm doing is starting to really try to build tight relationships with our, the vendors in the product spaces, the products and services that we see our clients using or we see that our clients could be using. And that's been really rewarding so far as uh, I've been invited to speak as a guest or keynote guest in a small webinar that a vendor is putting off. I have the uh, here's the um, promotion page from as, as hosted by the vendor. So the vendor is my case, which is the maker of uh, legal practice management software. Mm-hmm. And they've asked me to come and speak on, um, you know, basic gen- high, high level um, cybersecurity issues, protecting uh, firm data, uh, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that'll be new kind of new for me um, to, to do that kind of format. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I've been promoting that I, I'm not managing the signup, so I don't know, you know, we're running heavy campaigns. I'm trying to get, get people signed up for that, but I'm not running, you know, I don't know what the signups are yet. So that'll be shared with me kind of after, after the event. So yeah, marketing is good. Uh, you know, just getting out there, networking, connecting with people, doing all that stuff that I did, uh, so many years ago when, when I started my business and uh, it's fun to get back to it. You know, I took a lot of time off to uh, be with the girls when you know when they were uh, born and, and kind of growing up so now the girls need me less and i'm transitioning back into you know business development which is a lot of fun was there any one big takeaway that you got from the conference you ran back back to desk and was like man i gotta implement this now um i'm not a know-it-all but no i think um <laughs> it was it was just affirming but i also i'm a student of the game too so you know, like I'm constantly pouring over, you know, best practices, new technologies. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm connecting and, and I'm, I'm, you know, staying active in peer groups and things. So, no, I don't want to say there was nothing new for me, but there was really nothing new for me. But only again, not it's, it's because I'm I think I'm just so close to the pulse that it was just more more affirming. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, wish we had, I, I wish we had more time to linger, but yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I kind of, I kind of feel the same day, same way. I remember going to conferences and somebody, you'd see somebody at lunch and they'd be like, wow, did you know, you know, X, Y, Z? I'd be like, yeah, I did. I'm 
a little troubled that you didn't, you know, especially. Well, you know, when I, when I started my company, I thought I was a know-it-all or I thought that nobody had anything to offer me from a, from a business development standpoint. And the best stuff I ever learned was at conferences. I remember I was going to a conference to be, to get some uh, product training and certification uh, that I wanted to help my business and some other IT guys were there. And that's when, uh, you know, I learned, uh, from that, this was in 2011 or, or nine or something. I learned about practice management software for IT companies. Before that, I was running my IT company at Microsoft Outlook, hmm. you know, and that was transformative for me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that software turned out to be so massive that I ended up uh, hiring a, a consultant for that software to help me get more out of it. Wow. You know what I mean, hmm. so, um, yeah, I'm all in on peer peer learning. And, 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 and I see the value of my peer, my peers now. I didn't for a lot of years when I was a younger mm -hmm. business person. So, yeah, right. You, you view them more as, as colleagues and competition, right? I think that's, there's a lot, there's, there's plenty of fruit on the tree. There's plenty mm -hmm. of fruit on the tree for sure. And that, that took me, that took me an embarrassingly long time to learn. Yeah. No, nope, I hear so, you. Well, I guess we're getting to the end. We're grinding that's down. It. We, yeah, we got a lot hard... of news stories that we could carry over to next time. Uh, we, the, yeah, uh... we didn't talk about the news uh, for our visitors out there. Um, follow us at uh, this is Finance and Technology Insights with Brian and Eric. We do have a let me just bring this up real quick. We have uh, our YouTube channel uh, here. So search for that and give us a, a subscription. We have our Facebook uh, page and group that we like to curate our news and articles. Um, if you've made it this far, give us a subscription or a, a subscribe. And um, and that's pretty much it. Slow going for us. But we, as we discussed the last what, within the last couple episodes, if you make it past what, 20 episodes, you're within the top 1% yeah. of podcasts. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and that's right. We do have um, Brian cuts the audio out of here and uploads it to uh, to the podcast networks so, yeah. yeah and the uh we started doing the video on spotify video so i think that's gonna help a little bit um and i'm not getting any i'm not seeing any analytics on that i mean i wouldn't i don't have, my expectations are low but um are you seeing any traffic on that uh not on the spotify video piece but the analytics are, are i just remember last time i looked uh there was more podcast listeners than youtube watchers I don't know what that says about our physical appearance, but maybe uh, maybe people would rather listen to us. And see well, us an hour-long show isn't. I know. You know it's yeah. hard for anybody to sit down in front of an hour-long show, yeah. um, especially with this production value. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but podcasts are so easy if you're on the go and you just yeah. like to listen to personalities. So, yeah. All right, that's it. I think, unless you have anything else. Nope, I think that's good. All right, we record every Tuesday morning if uh, schedules permit. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, until then, I will see you next Tuesday, my friend. All right. See you then.